Greetings, friends and listeners. I decided after about a week since my last show, I didn't want to record um, a new show until we have had as much information and footage that I've witnessed since the violence perpetrated by, well, mostly decided that IDF was as accurately and truthfully able to be presented to an audience. First off, the much publicized bombing of a high-rise complex in Gaza which is where folks from two of the more respectable media outlets, um, reporters were staying at and or when this whole disaster started. Now, I for one did, did notice that certain mainstream media publications were finally beginning to turn a bit. Now, I, I don't want to make it seem that in any way, you know, more or all of the mainstream media um, outlets were changing their, you know, uh, pro-Israel positions. One thing I did want to mention uh, early on here was the the continuing demonization of Hamas, which we all know, or for those of you who may not be aware, is a democratically elected political entity. They are the, you know, they are the, uh, the party that controls Gaza, you know, they control it, they, they, uh, they were elected, I mean, um, and they believe the election, you know, they had an election about 11 years ago. And um, so, you know, if you want to talk about democratically elected terrorist organizations, there's your, uh, you know, there's your example of one. Now, they're obviously uh, anti-Zionist. They do have military capabilities. They are, you know, they have uh, a certain amount of, um, you know, uh, weaponry that they can try to defend their people with. Now, I've been hearing this since I was a kid, um, you know. From Saddam Hussein to to any kind of uh, you know enemy of the United States, especially any kind of uh, Arabic Middle Eastern enemy, that um, the whole human shield defense. Now, I'm getting pretty sick of hearing this. Um, there's certain uh, media outlets in this uh, in this nation where I uh, where I reside. The United States that, you know, you put on your, your morning news before you go out and, you know, uh, you know, go to your day job or whatever. And, you know, I, I might, I'd be sleeping and I put the news on. I could hear this. I could hear this, uh, you know, and they'll have the, uh, you know, the journalist, uh, you know, out there reporting from Tel Aviv or wherever. And, um, you know, they, they have these reports that come in, you know, they, Oh, this report just came in, you know, 10 seconds ago about how Hamas is using human shields, you know. So, uh, you know, when Israel uh, bombs their um, military, uh, you know, their military um, positions or whatever, which, you know, basically these guys, these Hamas gentlemen, from what I understand, ladies and gentlemen, or or whatever, they, uh, you know, they they have their... uh, they have their residence, you know, they have their places where they live. Now, this could be a large nine-story apartment complex or just a, a regular home. Now, to, I guess, uh, to soften the blow of, of, of shooting rockets or missiles at, you know, um, residential areas, they use this excuse that, you know, these guys, I can call them guys, but, the, you know, this political entity is gathering up civilians, gathering up children, and, and, and you know innocence, and putting them in, in harm's way. They're, they're, they're you know they said all right. Uh, the IAS is most likely going to bomb. You know they, 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 I guess they know ahead of time where the rockets are coming. 
So they, 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 they're going to put a bunch of civilians in a home and say, all right, listen, because, you know, we want to we don't want to look like, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we want to protect ourselves. So we're going to put, uh, you know, a bunch of children in the house. So when they, they blow it up, they can use that as a propaganda tool. I find it ridiculous and it's sickening. It's sickening to continue hearing it. And I wish, you know, the, the, the media outlets that are still radically pro-Israeli pro-Zionist because um as I've said in in past uh in past recordings that you know it's it's not there are good solid uh civilians that are you know whether they're Jewish and they live in the United States uh New York had, had a very big um pro-Palestinian rally I, I they might have had a few um and I, I really aimed to attend but um you know due to to uh, obligations to uh, make sure that, you know, I have to be able to support my, you know, my, my immediate family, but whatever the case is, I, I, I was happy to see that because I remember even, uh, you know, six or seven years ago when the last time the violence uh, came to a, you know, came to a head was, um, I, you know, you didn't see much of that in, um, in my, in my neck of the woods, but it was, it was good to see. It was good to see that people are really starting to just, to just you know they're 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 doing their and that's mostly maybe due to to everybody having access to the internet having access to their own you know their own choice of how they want to find their news and how they want to find their information because i mean you know before the internet became like a, a necessity for for you know basically everyone has some sort of you know, as long as you're not uh, unfortunate enough to, you know, not have a home and not have, you know, there's ways to go around it and get, you know, the footage that I, be, and, and these people that are, I, I, uh, I'm thankful that I have a, a certain amount of, of folks that I, you know, uh, correspond with in, that are there, you know, they are in Gaza City, they are in the West Bank, and I get footage that I see on, you know, certain sites that I go on and I'm able to make a, a frame of reference from that. And I'm able to see footage uh, that they won't, you know, they still won't show. I mean, I, I was surprised. Uh, it was uh, one of the main channel uh, news channels in the United States showed, you know, violence being, you know, IDF, uh, you know, beating up a child. And to see that, was quite shocking and, and, and um, I didn't even know what to make of it because um, you know since I've been younger they would never show anything like that you know if they would show you know if uh, if a rocket was shot into Israel and hit a bus or whatever that would be you know all over the news 24-hour coverage and 24-hour um, coverage of that but they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't show the other side and and you know it was uh, I'm sure it wasn't coincidental the next day um that that building that was uh you know the the uh housing condominium slash you know hotel whatever that that building was that that you know tumbled to the ground i was i had um i almost had like uh deja vu watching that watching the, the twin towers come down obviously uh, the building wasn't as high but they they actually fired a missile i mean all right they had five you know they gave him a 15 minute warning to to, you know, for everybody to, to vacate, but it just seemed that they showed that now it wasn't, it wasn't the Associated Press, it, uh, at least that wasn't 
the first, uh, the whatever secondhand footage they they shoot they showed of the child being. Uh, by the way, sixty three Palestinian children were killed in the violence over the last few weeks, which is uh, which is just. You know, there was some uh, Israeli civilians who were killed, but whatever the case is, um, you know, and they'll call it collateral damage, or they'll call it what they have to call it, but it just seemed like the next thing, I came home the next day, and there, there you go, you know, a nine, ten-story building just obliterated with, uh, now, I wasn't surprised to hear that Al Jazeera reporters were staying there, because Al Jazeera, of, of any news programs that I uh, will tune into or that I will, uh, you know, watch my, or get my information from. I wasn't incredibly surprised about that. But to hear that the Associated Press were in there was, was quite shocking to me. Quite shocking. Um, I guess it was, it was, uh, there was a reaction to, you know, you know, how dare they show the truth? You know, how dare they show you know, what is really going on on the other side. And maybe it had some sort of effect because uh, these pro-Palestinian rallies they were having in uh, many large cities uh, in this country, you know, and, and the tide's turning, man. People are getting, they're, they are getting hip to it. They're getting hip to what is really going on over there. And um, I'm telling you, uh, Netanyahu does not, you know, he he is, a, he is like, he has the, the qualities of your most the heinous historical dictators, he has all the qualities, man. He wants to control. He wants to control the media. He wants to. Uh, I don't want to be too. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too radical. I don't want to say too anything because you know, these days, you know, I said, you know, we're lucky to live in these type this type of uh, world where we have so much access and information. Uh, but then again, they're watching you, you know, and I don't want to sound like a, like a, a conspiracy theorist, but you know, it's, 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 it's fairly well known knowledge that, that the, uh, certainly corporations can see what, you know, where you go, um, you know, what sites you go on. So sometimes I want to be careful about, you know, how I present myself, but, uh, um, yeah, so I want to be careful about um, what I say and how I say it. But getting back to, to Netanyahu and everything, um, he's basically a war criminal. And um, this isn't even really a war. There isn't a declaration of war. You know, um, Palestine doesn't even have real nation status anyway. But um, as opposed to getting too radical, man, I mean... How far does it have to go, really? How far does it have to go before people just realize that that um, the, the the people running Israel, you want to talk about Hamas, you want to put them on terrorist lists and all this? What about the Likud party and Netanyahu? Now he's he's he still has criminal charges that that you know he has criminal charges that are. Um, that he has to deal with. And I, I mentioned this uh, a few episodes prior, and I wrote a whole piece about how, you know, they have four elections in two years or a year and a half. And, and to me, and the guy he's running against, uh, the guy who he was running against, is, 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 uh, is like, what, the defense minister, or whatever the fuck hell he is, you know, Benny Gantz. It, it, it was all just 
just smokescreen to keep Benjamin Netanyahu in charge. Because what I feel like, a lot of people think, you know, this apartheid thought about how, and it's basically there. That's It's basically an apartheid uh, situation over there. And um, they, they're not going to call it that. Nobody's going to call it that. And anybody who calls it that is going to be, you know, accused of being, you know, a leftist and being, uh, being anti-Semitic. And, and that's bullshit. Now, it seems to me that they're trying to force the Palestinian people out of that area or kill them to uh, to open up the region for for living space for, for as many Zionists as possible. And I mean, I got to call it as I see it. I got to call it as I see it. I can't sit here and, and sugarcoat anything. I can't do it. I got a little bit of flack from my last... Um, episode of, of, of Gentle Ramblings about how I wasn't I wasn't hard enough on the Israelis and I was just you know I was it was early on and I was just you know not reporting like I said I'm not a reporter I'm not a, a news person this is just like a an opinionated show but I like to be subjective but it's just it's to get to the point where you can't sugarcoat things you can't you know uh, you can't be vanilla you have to just come out and say, say what is really going on there. And uh, they uh, announced a ceasefire a few days ago. And um, I'm always glad to hear that because I'm I'm, uh, anti-violence. I'm anti-war. And uh, that's, that's a fantastic thing. But what, what are the, what are the ramifications? What are the, you know, are there any consequences for Israel? Is there, I mean, other than like, you know, of the human race turning against their uh, their plight and what they their um, ambitions are. I mean, is that the only consequences that are coming to these people for for bombing uh, a civilian and residential neighborhoods? That's it. All right, wipe our hands with it. It's you know we're good. We're gonna call a ceasefire, and uh, you know God forbid Hamas uh, you know feels like they have an opportunity and they fire a rocket. And then they're gonna once again. Everybody's gonna say they're terrorists and they're 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 you know they're bombing um, residential areas. And you know they have an iron dome defense. They have rockets that can shoot down the, the any anything that any projectiles you know any uh, any uh, rockets or anything. So they have a defense. They have like a like a, 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 a new age you know. Uh, very uh, technologically sound defense system, and, and the other side doesn't. And I see these videos of, of rocks, rocks against machine guns, and it's 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 really, it's quite astounding and and and, and um, vomit-inducing, such such um, such nonsense. I mean, if I was out there on the, in the field recording that, I don't even know if I would if I would uh, if I would want to sell that footage to a to a major media outlet, because it, it just shows you how how uh, one side, you know, um, one side has all the the you know they have they have a, a, a bulletproof vest and they got these you know they got this uh, they got all sorts of, of of you know state of the art military um, you know military gear and the other side is uh, you know teenagers throwing rocks. So, I mean, how is that going to go in the long run? Now, I wanted to speak mostly about this situation. I mean, I'm sure people have, have tweeted about it and they've, 
you know, they, they, they're probably up to their necks in um, discussing it. But I wanted to be able to, you know, give my opinion of, of the situation, what I've seen, not even so much opinions. I, I um, you know, I, I read stories about it. I, I watch footage, um, not, you know, evening news footage. And I watch evening news footage just to get another uh, point of view. But man, uh, I don't know how long a ceasefire over there will last. I don't know. Um, I'm sure that Israel is going to tread more lightly now because they can see that a lot of uh, people have have turned against them or at least are totally, uh, you know, they're tired. Everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of of, of the violence. Everybody's tired of of, of, of uh, the whole situation there, you know, fighting. And um, last show, I, I made it seem like it was more of a religious thing, but it goes so, it goes even beyond that. You know, it goes beyond the, the Judaism, you know, uh, the Judaism and the, and the Muslim thing. It's, it's, it's more about, Basically, it's more about, about land that Israel wants because they they want to grow they want to grow their Zionist society. They want they want Israel as big. They want they want borders and all that. And they they want to be uh they want to eliminate the uh, Palestinian population. And um, it's they want they want to eliminate that 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 population of the world. And um, like I said, they should know because of. Uh, uh, the history that uh, the history that they've been uh, for thousands of years that they should they should know better or they should if anybody should be sympathetic they should but I guess uh, you know they they have forgotten uh, there were a few other things I wanted to, to discuss um, you know lighter topics well the next one is not so light but you know the whole thing with COVID and that, and what, what I've noticed um, you know venturing outside into the world, you know, about vaccinations, about certain, um, certain companies, you know, that their vaccines aren't working. Uh, Johnson and Johnson for one has had a lot of problems. As we know, AstraZeneca has had plenty of problems, uh, recently, or even when they first, uh, started injecting folks with these and um, they want to make you feel more comfortable to go outside. I've noticed the traffic is back tenfold to the way it was before COVID. I've noticed that going to places, people aren't wearing masks anymore. Now, I, I, listen, I, I don't even, I hate wearing the mask, to be honest. It's very uncomfortable for me. It's getting hot. But, um, you know, they're starting to open things up. But then you read news stories about how, uh, you know, uh, Johnson & Johnson's vaccinations aren't working. So... So what is the situation here? Is it, is it, are they working? I, did, I haven't been vaccinated. I mean, I very rarely even get flu shots. So um, how would I, you know, I don't even have an idea of, of the feeling. I, I've had uh, family members that have been vaccinated. And uh, I had one family member that, that took the Pfizer shot. as two uh, injections or whatever. And she seems fine, you know. And... Um, but opening up now, I, I, I mentioned this when I first started the show that, you know, I might I might venture into the realm of, of sports, you know, just to discuss certain things. But, you know, the, the, the New York basketball team, the, team uh, the New York professional NBA basketball team, they're in the playoffs. You know, everybody's excited in the uh, tri-state area about that. Rightfully so. I'm excited about it. But, um, 
allowing 15,000 people into an enclosed arena. Players are still coming up with this COVID thing. You know, you'll, you'll see... You see every now and again a player is, uh, you know, he's on the COVID list and he's got to sit in a hotel room or whatever for, for a couple of weeks or in his house. And they're putting 15,000 people in an arena, in a 19,000 seat arena. And, um, you know, I had to read more on this, even though there's so many more important things going on. But this could become an important issue. I mean, if you put 15,000 people screaming, excited people, you know, uh, uh, and if they wear masks or if they have these uh, vaccinated sections, I mean, I hope it, I hope it doesn't turn into a, 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 you know, they don't open a big can of worms there. I mean, I know they want to sell tickets. They want to make their profits back from all the profits they lost during the, the last year and a half of not being able to sell tickets. But to, to make it short and sweet about that, I just hope that, uh, you know, uh, a, a super a super spreader doesn't doesn't uh, pop up, you know, at Madison Square Garden and 8000 people, you know, a week later come up with COVID and they can't go to work. And, they, you know, God forbid, there's some older folks. And this is something I wanted to touch on a bit. And one other story I came across was a uh, the great state of Texas, the great state of Texas. Uh, anyone from the United States? Uh, Anyone that uh, you know that keeps an eye on the United States uh, happenings knows that Texas is, you know, they're very uh, they're very radical and uh, they've always been a very Republican right wing faction, but or voting block or whatever you want to call it. But a lot of the population now is changing. You know, younger people are moving there. You know, hip young people are starting to move. I know Austin, Texas, is a very you know, it's a college town or whatever. But the point being is this abortion law that I was reading up on. And man, I don't know if they, they picked it. They picked this time to, to, to push something like this through. You know, different states have different abortion laws so that you get, they can get past the whole Roe v. Wade thing. And um, it's fetal heartbeat, um, Fetal heartbeat law, where where you can't have an abortion once 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 a, a, heart, a fetal heartbeat is picked up. Now, as far as I'm um, educated on this matter, is that um, a fetal heartbeat comes within uh, three weeks or four weeks of you know uh, consummation or whatever the word is. Um, but yes, yeah, so I mean, it's basically they're 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 making abortions illegal in Texas. Right, Texas, which has, uh, you know, the I believe it's the second most populated state in the uh, in the United States, and they're basically making it impossible for women, younger younger females, to have an abortion. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have young ladies needing to cross state borders. I mean, you can't go in Louisiana because they already made some archaic abortion law there. I mean, you got Arkansas, Oklahoma, all these places. So where, what are these girls going to do or, or women or whoever? Women, girls, young, younger girls who, you know, may have, uh, you know, it's difficult for me to even discuss this. It's not something that I'm entirely comfortable discussing, but I felt it needed to be touched on. You know, wh where are they to go? What are they to do? I'm sure, you know, I don't know how many Planned Parenthood, if they even have any Planned Parenthood uh, sites there anymore. What are they to do, man? What are they to do?
I mean, I know it's a very religious, it's a very Christian, it's a bastion, it's a Christian bastion. Um, so I, I know a lot of people there, you know, especially some of the more uh, rural kind of country folk that, you know, uh, yeah, might get pregnant when they were, when they're extremely young and they want to, you know, they, they want to um, use the laws of this nation <clears throat> or what's on in federal law to, um, to have an abortion. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to have an abortion, at least uh, from, you know, the, the people I know. Nobody, it's not something, it's not like a, you know, it's pro-choice, but I'm sure you would never really have, want to have to resort to something like that, but you should have the right to. And, uh, revolutionary, what I'm saying, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure 50% of, of people uh, believe women should have a choice between if they want to have abortion or not. But just touching on that, just, just letting, showing people that this country in many ways is going in the wrong direction. We're going backwards in so many ways, race relations, um, abortion, um, so many different things. And I, and I hope it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't happen, uh, you know, uh, more, you know, frequently, I hope we can continue progressing and not regressing, you know, to going back to the, to the mid sixties and early sixties when, when women had to do, um, very dangerous, take very dangerous, uh, ways of going about, you know, trying to, um, you know, trying to fix their problem. And, you know, and maybe I, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say things, that, I don't want it to come out wrong, but the, you know, basically the law states that, that, you know, a women, women have the right to choose. Anyway, so I want to get back to the Israeli-Palestine thing before I, you know, before I uh, close the show. And my final thoughts really on this is, um, I hope, I hope the violence ceases. I hope it, it, it I know, I, I don't want any more, uh, I don't want to wake up and go on my favorite uh, media outlets and see another, you know, high-rise in Gaza was hit with a missile and, and you know, uh, uh, Tel Aviv, there was, you know, a bus exploded. I, I don't want to, nobody wants to, to have to have their breakfast and watch this. And But you always have to keep in mind, you know, there's people, there's actual human beings over there this isn't a this isn't a show this isn't this isn't a reality it's reality but it's not a reality show this is actually what's, what's happening in the world and um you know it takes precedence over so many other harsh injustices that are happening in other places you know this is, is the palestinian plight and the israeli uh the israeli uh military actions will always take precedence because for one thing it sells newspapers you know, and, and that's all they're really interested in is, is, is ratings, you know, newspaper sales. But, you know, if, you know, regular people, they they want to, you know, generally speaking, want the, the violence to stop. And, you know, and can't we all just get along kind of thing? And, and they're, they're, it's never going to happen. It's it's never going to happen. Um, a two-state solution is not going to happen. It's just it, 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 too many things have happened, too many uh too many uh, negative, uh, deadly uh, occurrences to really, you know, how are you going to bring uh, Palestinian, you know, leadership or representation to a negotiating table and say, all right, listen, all this happened, but now, now we want to talk. We want to talk peace. You know, we want to, we want to make a deal. How do you expect them to, 
to react to something like that? How would I re- how would I react if if you know uh, my uncle and aunt's uh, house was blown up yesterday and and you know a couple of days later they want you know they want to talk they want to smooth things out. I mean, how would you how would you react? I know I would, you know. And uh, it would certainly have many expletives in it. And I I wouldn't want to talk. I wouldn't want to negotiate. There'd be no negotiations. Um, You know, the UN, I see, you know, closing on this, um, I guess I'll use the the, uh, Twitter, right? (laughs) Netanyahu tweeted out this... uh, stupid tweet uh, a week ago or so about you know when things are happening i want to thank all these uh all these nations who stand who stand with israel and you know there's 140 or 130 some odd countries in the united nations and he had like 15 flags up there so i mean the the the, the uh you know the obvious uh larger amount of the international community is is not they're not pro-israel they're not um the most the more you know militarily uh strong country basically the united states is 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 the number one pro-israeli uh nation they they don't like the un they they think the un is a joke so i mean as long as they have the united states i didn't even see the union jack up there you know united states france whatever countries that sell them tanks sell them missiles and um are radically pro-Israel, no matter what they do. I mean, I mean, and, and it's it's pretty it's pretty disgusting. And like I said, I, it, it, sometimes it's embarrassing to be a, a United States citizen. So I'm going to close with that. I want to thank you for listening. Um, my next show hopefully will be in the next week or so. And I want to thank you for listening. And this is the Gentle Rambler, and he's signing off. <laughs>